Today's daf discusses the ink and the parchment used for a get. We learn about ksav al ksav. What do we do if the uh, aide doesn't know how to sign or if he doesn't know how to read? Does it work if we read it for him? We learn about story parsoi, the uh, Persian stories, which we may not know the language. And what happens if the husband gives his wife a blank get? We finished the discussion we started yesterday when someone tells a group of 10 people, cool, I want you all to write a get for my wife. We had a machlek as whether they're all considered Adim or he just wants to have more people on the star to make it more embarrassing for his wife. And they're all there just al tnai. It's a tnai on the get, not edus on the get. The Gemara now tells us there was a story of someone who actually told 10 people to make a get for his wife. Two of them signed it the day that they wrote it, and the rest of them signed within the next 10 days. When they asked Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, if it was kosher, he said, where he said that it's kosher. The Gemara says, I, Rabbi Shimon only was ma'achshirit if they all signed it right away. If they signed it within the next 10 days, he isn't ma'achshirit. So Rabbi Shimon ben Levi says, well, Gabe the 10 days, that you can have them all signed within the next 10 days. Rabbi Yochanan himself says that two of them are Edim, but the rest of them are a Tanai on the get, that you don't need them all to be signing. He said, Oh, the Machleksim aren't Toloi Zebeze. Gabe that, I hold a great Lakish, that they're all signing as Edim. Now, in the next mission, we learn that you can write the get with any sort of an ink, with dioi, with sam, sikro, kumus, kankantum, anything that is permanent. You shouldn't write it with uh, ju- uh, juices, or liquids, or anything that won't last. When it comes to the paper, what are you writing it on? You can write it on anything. You can write it on a, an olive leaf, or the you could pull over a cow, write it on the horn of the cow, and then give the cow to his wife, or you can bring over an eved, Write it on the Eved's hand and give her the Eved. Basically, says, no, you can't write it on anything that's alive or on anything edible. In the Gemara, we identify the different inks that Dyoi is Dyusa, Sam is Samo, Sikra, Rabbi explains, is a, is a red ink, it's a Sakarta, Kumus is a Kumo, which is a Sap, Kankantum, Rabbi Shmuel says it's a, a black ink, Kharta Deushkafi. Now, the Gemara, when the, the Mishnah tells us that you could use any ink that lasts, what's it including? So it's including Rabbi Hanina and Abraisa, who says that if you write it in a gallnut liquid, that would be kosher. And Rabbi Chia says if you write it with a lead or a black coal, that would also be kosher. So now the Gemara says if someone writes on Shabbos, where there's an Esr Ksiva, one of the 39 Malachas, he writes black ink over already written red ink. Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish both say that he's chayev twice, one for writing and, and the second for moichik, for erasing the red letters underneath. If he writes black ink on top of black ink or red on top of red, then he'll be potter. If he writes uh, red on top of black, some say he's chayev, some say he's potter. He would be chayev because he's erasing the black underneath, it's making it a, a damper color. Those who say it's, uh, he, that, it's, that he would be potter for putting red on black, that's because it's considered mekalka only a smidra bodon. Rishlokish asks Rabbi Yechanan, if you have Adam that don't know how to sign, how do you can, you, can we write it out in red ink 
I guess, write their name in red ink, and they would write over it, write over the red stencil in black. Does that count as signing it? Rabbi Yechonin said, that's not considered writing. So he's, Sir Shlaka says, I, Gabi Shabbos, you said that it is considered ksiva. Rabbi Yechonin says, you can't compare the two. Just because we used ksava gabi ksav to be machmer and Shabbos doesn't mean we'll be mekel gabi get. Next, the Gemara tells us, if you have Edom that don't know how to sign, so you have a couple of options, four options, what we can do to help them sign. Rav says that you, it's says exactly what it is, something about folding papers, either create, create some sort of a stencil for them or fill it up with ink, fold the paper to, to help them sign it. Shmuel says that write it out with lead as a stencil, they'll write over it. That doesn't mean actual lead because that would be a full ksiva, that would be kosher. It means the liquidized lead that wouldn't be permanent. Rebavu has a third option. He says you can write it with a uh, watered gallnut. The water from gallnut. I, that would also be kosher. Yes, it would be kosher if you were writing that on top of parchment, plain parchment. But if you're writing the, with this gallnut juice on top of a treated piece of parchment that was already treated with gallnut, that, that writing wouldn't be considered exiva. It's gallnut on top of gallnut. Um, and the Edom can... Writing over that would be considered a signature. Rev Papa gives us a fourth option. He says, use these inks of, of Baroik and Uri to make a stencil, and we'll write over that. Or rather, a Broik. Use this Broik ink as a stencil. But that only applies to Gitten. Don't use that for Starice. There was a story when they used that by another star, and if Kahana gave them Malkus for, for, for using Broik for a stencil. We have a Bryce that backs up. Rav. Who says to, to fold up the paper to help them sign it? The Bryce has said that, that if Edom don't know how to sign, fold up the paper for them and fill it up with ink. Rev Shimon Ben Gamliel says that's only by Gitin. By other stars, by Shechuri Avodim, if they know how to sign, great. If they don't, then, then don't put Edom. They shouldn't be signing it if they don't know how to sign. They have to know how to read it and sign it. The Gemara says, who said anything about reading it? Now there's a piece of that mission missing. It's saying that if Edom don't know how to read it, then read it for them. If they don't know how to sign, then sign it for them. And then Rav Shimon says, that's only by Gittin. Rav Lazar says, what's Pshan Rav Shimon who differentiates a Gittin from other stars? The Gemara answers that by Gittin, we're more makel because we don't want Agunas in Klaes. Rav says that the Halacha is like Rav Shimon Gamliel. Rav Gamda, in the name of Rav, says that the Halacha is not like him, rather like their Abonon. I, Rav Kahana, gave Malkus for someone who did that by another star. Now, that was only by the, by the reading of the star, reading it over to the Edom if they can't read, but signing it, that he would be okay with. Rabbi Yehuda from Yitzhar, or rather, Rabbi Yehuda was Mitzhar. He strained himself to be able to read and sign the get. And Ula says that that's unnecessary because Rabbi Lazar, who was in charge of Eretz Israel, instead of getting the Edom to schwitz and to be able to read it and sign it, he read it for them, and that would be good enough. Rabbi Nachman would read it out for the scribes of the courts, his professional scribes. He was a dynamal mumminess. He was appointed from the, the Reish Galusa, son-in-law of the Benesia, and the scribes of the, the, the non-Jewish scribes, but the scribes of the court, they, were, they, would, they would never lie to him. So they would read it out to him. And because they had that professional relationship, that was enough to sign 
But that was only Rabbi Nachman and these Sifrei Daini, the scribes of the courts, because they had that awe of him. But if it was a, an, another scribe, or the, the Sifrei Daini with someone other than Rabbi Nachman, that wouldn't be enough of a communication to have a valid get. When Rav Papa got a hold of a uh, Persian star written by a non-Jewish court, so he didn't know what the Persian was, they read it to him. Or rather, he asked two separate Goyim to read it to him. And since it was Messiah Levituma, since they just they didn't know that they were being used for testimony, and they both read it exactly the same, he, that was enough for him to know what was written in the star to require the parties to pay. Ravashi says that Rav Hunabar Nosen told him from Amemar that if you have a Persian star that has Jewish signatures, that's enough to collect with, even though you don't know what the Persian is talking about. The Gemara says, really? Even though you don't know what it says, you could collect with it? So the Gemara says, no, it has to be that you do know what it says. I, it can't be a forgeable star. But yeah, they uh, coded it, like we said before, in that gold nut, which makes it unforgeable. High Jewish stories have to have a summary in the bottom, and the Persians don't do that. Oh, no, it must be a case that they did. Kumar says, oh, okay, so basically it's a Jewish star. What's the Chiddush? We already have a bride, so that says if you have a, a get that was written in Hebrew with uh, Greek Adim or vice versa, it's kosher. The Kumar says, that would only tell me, that Bryce would only tell me by Gitten. But over here, the Persian star case is telling me that even other stories are enough as long as it fulfills the qualifications of a Jewish star. Next, Shmuel tells us that the husband gives his wife a blank star and says, hey, here, here's your get. We assume that there is invisible ink on there, and it's a get. The Gemara says, really? We learned that if uh, a husband gives his wife a get, she takes it, throws, throws it away. She burns it, throws it into the ocean. It's gone. And then he shows up the next day and says, by the way, we're not actually divorced. That wasn't a real get. I was, I was, I was joshing you. That was just a, a star possum, uh, something that, shows uh, lenders that uh, he has money to, to try to get people to lend him money, or a star amono, which is like a preemptive star, which shows a certain amount of trust that I, I'm trusting that you won't collect from me without actually giving me the loan, hoping that he'll give the loan once he has a star. So he's saying that the, the paper that he gave her yesterday was not a get. The halach is that she still is divorced, and her kids will be kosher. But it's mashma that there still has to be something written on that document that he gave her in order for it to be effective. If he just hands her a blank piece of paper, then why would we assume that, that, that it was a get? So the Gemara says, no, we're talking, we're talking about the way Shmuel explained this case, where he actually used this Maya Danra on this blank star before, and it made those words visible. You're able to see that the, the words jumped out, and that's why it was a get. If, if no words jumped out when they, you know, put hot uh, heat by the lemon juice, then... It wouldn't, talk, it wouldn't be a get b'chlal. The Gemara says, yeah, but why does that make it a get the second she gets this blatant piece of paper if, you know, six hours later you inspect it to see if it's a get or not? And Shmuel says, no, no, no. Shmuel wasn't telling us that every blank piece of paper that a husband gives a wife saying it's a get is a, is a get. But you have to be choishish that it might be a get and you should inspect it to see if there are words hidden on there. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.